Dear friends in Jesus Christ, good to see you today. Today we are continuing in our Advent Christmas booklet, and we're finally beginning the section of gospel passages that tell us about our Savior. Taken us a while to get there, but now we have arrived. We are on day number 16 in the booklet, The Word and Source of Life. That's the topic here. So we are in John chapter 1, picking up in verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. A few brief questions here. Who is the Word that was with God? Well, again, looking at the timeline, you can see that the Son of God, He was with God the Father even before the creation of the world. And then God the Father worked through him to create the world. And then finally, about 2,000 years ago, that is when the Son of God, by the Holy Spirit, put on the very flesh of Mary. Well, what did the Word of God do in the beginning? Well, he created. Sometimes we want to think about Jesus beginning 2,000 years ago. Yes, that is when he put on flesh, but the Son of God is so, so very great. Let's understand our sins are great. Without a great God, our sins could never be taken away. We could never be with God forever, but because of the greatness of the Son of God, coming down and doing all that he did, let us know that in him our sins are forgiven. Now, what else does the Bible say? The Son of God not only created, but he created everything out of nothing. Like for you and me, we might create something or make something, but we already have the raw materials. Here is the Son of God creating everything out of nothing pointing again to his greatness. And then, who is the source of your life? Sometimes we're like, oh, that's my parents and my grandparents and my great-grandparents. We get this kind of an idea. Well, that's true in a sense. But really, the Son of God is the source of our life. What did it say in the reading here? In him was life. So he gave us the gift of life. Let's realize that we have physical life from him, we have spiritual life from him, we have eternal life from him. Boy, he is our all in all, isn't he? Can't you see it that way?
We now come to date 17 in the booklet. We focus here on Mary's son and also Mary's son being the son of the Most High. We are in Luke chapter 1, picking up in verse 30. The angel Gabriel said to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. So what does it mean that Mary found favor with God? There's a lot of confusion about that in the world today, but let me give you a couple answers to that question. First of all, according to Lenski, he wrote, the special grace on account of which the angel greets Mary is God's selection of her to be the mother of his son. I put it like this, she's not special of herself, but because God chose her to bring his son into the world through her. And then I want to note here the amazing realities of Mary's son. You saw them right there in the text. So it said, he will be great. So let's not underestimate that. He is, by all means, the greatest of all. It also told us he is the son of the most high. So he's the very son of God, and yet he's wearing the very flesh of Mary. So the son of God, but wearing the flesh of Mary. That's beyond our comprehension, but yet that is what the Bible is teaching us. Also, too, it said the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Now keep in mind between David and and Jesus, we're talking approximately 1,000 years. So Jesus is a descendant of David, but not a direct son the way we use that term today. Between David and Jesus, think about it like this. David ruled over the earthly nation of Israel. He was ruling over the blood relatives of Israel. What about Jesus? Jesus, he's ruling right now. He is ruling over the eternal nation of Israel. What does that mean? Ruling over the eternal nation of Israel. He's ruling over the people who have the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he's ruling over them. That includes you and me. That's talking about his rule in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a non-geographical kingdom. It's not located in a certain place, but whoever is trusting in Jesus Christ throughout the world, they are members of the kingdom of God, and Jesus Christ is ruling over them. And then it said, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom is not temporal, rather his kingdom is eternal. God wants us to understand that. Let's always look forward to what is coming forever and ever and not put too much emphasis on the here and now. 
which is temporary and one day it's going to be here and the next day it's going to be gone. Let's focus on the things of eternity. We now go on to our next hymn. We now go on to day number 18, Mary's son, the holy son of God. So we took a look how he is the son of the Most High, and now we have a little bit different angle on it, the holy son of God. So we are continuing now in Luke chapter 1. Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and for that reason the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Thinking about the text, nothing in the Bible indicates that Mary was holy, but the Bible does make it very clear though that her child would be holy. So how do we reconcile this? How do we figure this out? Well, let me give you two different perspectives on it. First of all, if we think about what the Roman Catholic Church does, they declare Mary to be holy. So they tell us she is, and they do that to explain Jesus being holy. Oh, his mother has to be holy in order for him to be holy. When they do that, what is the big problem with that? When they do that, they are contradicting the Word of God. The Bible is crystal clear that all have sinned except Jesus. Mary is not included in that. She's right in there with the rest of us sinners. So when we go with the Word of God, we know she is a sinner. When we go with fallen men, then we think she is perfect. I'm going to go with the Word of God. 
If you want to go with fallen men, you can believe she is holy, but there's nothing in the Bible that tells us that, and if we say that, then we are contradicting God's holy word. What about for us? What do we do? Well, basically, we let God be God, and we believe what the Bible says. In some kind of an unknown way to us, the Bible is telling us that God by the Holy Spirit, brought his Holy Son into the world through Mary. Can we explain it? We really can't, but that's what the Bible says. I'm going to go with what the Bible says. I encourage you to do the same. Let's understand that with God, everything is possible. So God always can because he is almighty God always must keep his promises because he is holy. He cannot tell a lie. So here are a few examples. Elizabeth was pregnant in her old age. It seemed impossible, but yet nothing is impossible with God. He did it. What about with Mary? She was pregnant, and yet she was a virgin. Seems impossible, but yet nothing is impossible with God. He did it. When was it that Mary became pregnant? Well, she became pregnant when she said to Gabriel, May it be done to me according to your word. That is when she became pregnant. So I ask you today, are you fully open to God's will for your life? See, when Gabriel approached Mary, this was a huge thing that he was asking of her, and she said yes. What about for you? What about for me? Are we open to God's will for our lives? Now, what is it that should make us open to that? Well, we do have life through Jesus. We are saved through Jesus. We do have eternity coming with God through Jesus. Those are some great reasons that we should be saying yes to his will for our lives. Well, as we think about Mary saying yes, it was difficult for her to say yes for a number of reasons. For example, she was engaged but not yet married. For her to say yes to being pregnant by the Holy Spirit, that was a very complicated thing Maybe not so much in today's world, but back then, a very complicated situation. Also, too, Joseph, at the least, would be very disappointed to find out the woman to whom he is engaged is now pregnant, and he's never been with her. So, quite a huge problem. She would be mocked by her neighbors. Her neighbors are going to very much look down upon her. And what else? Being pregnant without being married, she could have been stoned to death. Joseph could have, could have come forward and said, she's pregnant, it's not my baby. That means she's been with another man, and therefore it's right that we all stone her to death. So when she said yes, it was a really difficult thing in opposition to all of that still, she said yes. She's being asked by the great angel Gabriel sent right from 
the throne room of the Almighty God making this request, she somehow understood all of that and she said yes. So it's a wonderful thing that she did. Let me conclude like this. So in the face of great difficulties, Mary said yes. So what about us? Let us be open to God's will for our lives. Let us be open to what his will is for our lives. And we can also say, well, wait a minute now. God made me. God knows me. So whatever God's will would be for me, hey, I can be confident that's a good thing for me. So why not be open to his will for us? And then let us honor him by doing whatever he desires for us. A great way to go through life. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we are in awe. You made all things through your Son. You even gave us life through him. Then, at the right time, your Son put on Mary's flesh to live and die and be raised for our salvation. As Mary was open to your will for her life, make us open to your will for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.